Welcome to Tyndale Insider. On today's episode, Christy Stroud interviews Justin and Trisha Davis about their new book, Beyond Ordinary, when a good marriage just isn't good enough. For more information on this book and others, visit Tyndale.com. Hi, I'm Christy Stroud, a publicist at Tyndale, and I'm here today with Justin and Trisha Davis, the authors of a new book, Beyond Ordinary, When a Good Marriage Just Isn't Good Enough. Justin and Trisha, thanks for joining us today for this podcast. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Yes, absolutely. So what led you to write this book, Beyond Ordinary? Well, um, obviously the, the book itself is kind of an overflow of our journey um, in our own personal marriage, but I think more than that, it, it was just this growing burden that we began to see um, kind of play out in a lot of different people's marriages that even the marriage, even marriages that stay together oftentimes go through valleys that they don't know how to navigate or um, there's this growing sense of dissatisfaction or unhappiness in marriages um, that people don't know what to do with. And so they, they, they're going to church, right? And they're um, it's not that their relationship with God is bad or um, that their spiritual life, um, they're not making efforts in their spiritual life, um, they're just not changing. And so this book really kind of was an overflow of our own personal journey, but then this growing desire that we had to help people kind of overcome those things and say, no matter where you are in your marriage right now, it's perfectly positioned to be all that God wants it to be, but you have to be intentional. You have to choose that. And so that's kind of, that's my answer. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Well, I think it's something people would kind of jokingly say, you guys need to read a book. And I was like, yeah, thanks for that suggestion, but yeah. no, you yeah. know. Um, but I'll, I'll never forget kind of a defining moment for us is when we were speaking at a small inner city church in Tampa, Florida. And for some reason, that morning when we shared our story, it was just very tender in the congregation. There was a lot of tears. And I just um, left that experience feeling like we had opened up a wound, but we didn't really give them the rest of our story. Like, how did we get from where we landed to who we are now? And that was like, God really got a hold of my heart. The um, parable of the talents kept coming to mind. Like, God was speaking to me, this isn't your redemption story, this is mine. And are you going to choose to bury it? Or are you going to choose to do something um, with it, and I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna do something with it. I was like, I don't know. I need some time to pray about it. Uh-huh. But eventually, um, you know, God did a work in both of us and birthed this book. Yeah, just without giving too many details away, could you give just a brief background of your story? So, mm. yeah, just for people who haven't heard. Yeah, so Trish and I, we've been married for 17 years, a little over 17 years now, and got married with this vision to change the world for Christ through ministry. And so, um, you know, spent years, uh, seven years, I think, as youth pastors, and then eventually planted a church and just felt like God was going to, you know, just transform the north side of the city of Indianapolis through our church. That was kind of our our dream and our, our vision. And as the church began to find success, um, our marriage began to deteriorate. And more importantly than that, my relationship with God um, really um, became more of an obligation and a, and a facade than it was really an authentic relationship, and our marriage imploded mm-hmm. in 2005. And so the, stor- the story of the book is really 
um, not just about the implosion of our marriage, but the little decisions that we made mm-hmm. that got us to that point. Mm-hmm. And not just how people can avoid them, but um, the choices that can be made for couples um, to experience all that God has for them in marriage. And so mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a pretty raw and personal uh, story, um, but it's one that we feel like re- will hopefully <laughs> resonate um, no matter where you are in your marriage um, relationship, it'll, it'll reson- parts of it will resonate with, with everybody. So what are some of those warning signs in an ordinary marriage that... (laughs) Justin's pointing to me. I I have a tendency to dominate conversations, and so I'm trying not to dominate this podcast. Yeah, that's the question we both look at each other and go, hmm, so what was your answer? Um, You know, I think that's the heart of the book, that when you read it, you you won't go, gosh, that was like life-altering new information mm-hmm. you you'll read it and you'll go gosh I knew that but I didn't have words to it right. and a lot of the you know quote-unquote warning signs are the subtleties of our heart how we start responding to one another and for Justin and I we started off in our marriage relationship with this vision um, to have an extraordinary marriage an extraordinary ministry we were going to beat all the odds of everybody else um, We didn't know how, but we knew we would. And slowly that posture changed from we're in this together to, you know, I'll be this person when you start being that person. Mm -hmm. And we started working kind of, I wouldn't say against each other in the first, just not on the same page Mm -hmm. where we slowly drifted to um, not being in a partnership, but really being enemies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think there's... um, there's a, a, a selfish nature to all of us that we think mm-hmm. somehow two selfish people can um, live together in the same house only, you know, and simply because they love each other have this growing and dynamic relationship. And I think what happens is um, most marriages start out with great intentions, but their in- the intentionality that they put into their marriage starts to wane as, the longer that they're, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they, that they're married. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I think for many of us, I think you're married, and mm-hmm. so you you know you have this picture that when you're standing at the altar, right? We we celebrate 50 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. You know they've been married for 50 years. You know they must be so in love, and and we have this picture that the longer that you're married, the better that it is. Right. That yeah. that's just kind of the the preconceived notion that we have about marriage and. The reality is that's not really the case for most people. The longer they're married, the more they grow apart, which is really yeah. an interesting dynamic. And that's never that's not God's intention. And so, um, you know, some of the warning signs that that we've noticed in our own life of just like Trish said, working against each other, holding each other hostage, um, uh, unmet expectations, unfair expectations, and and so just kind of walking through some of those. The book really is us stepping back and going, what were the warning signs in our life? Right. Yeah. And then once we recognize those, we're like, oh, they struggle with that too. They struggle with that too. They struggle with that too. There must be something bigger here. Mm-hmm. It's not just, this isn't just a Justin and Trisha thing. Right. This is a relationship thing. And that's, yeah. that's kind of the heart behind the book is, is identifying those things in every relationship, not just in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people will definitely you know, recognize those things. And we all see them in our own marriages. You just know, like, I responded in this bitter, you know, bitter tone toward my husband. And you just can see how those things kind of start eating away at right. that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 
I think a lot of people will recognize that even in their own story. Um, but what can couples do to start moving beyond that ordinary marriage that you talk about? Because we might find ourselves stuck in that rut. We don't know how to get out of that. Hmm. So what are some things that you suggest? Maybe? Well, without giving away um, mm-hmm. the secret potion of the book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that does not exist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there, are, there, is a, there is a decoder ring in the back of the book. Yeah. And so uh, the, the, oh. the five happy hops were revealed there. Um, I think the foundation of the entire book, and um, you know, you, you published it, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think the foundation of the book is this at, at the at the core of it is this this willingness to pray. God, change me. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like taking the focus off of what your spouse is doing to you or what they um, what what bothers you about them, mm-hmm. and this coming into this authentic relationship with Jesus and saying, okay. If, if my wife never changes, mm-hmm. if my husband never changes, God, I'm giving you permission to transform my heart. Mm-hmm. And once a couple does that, it opens up, or once a person does that, it opens up um, all kinds of um, opportunities for the marriage to grow. And I think most marriages don't grow because we're so offended by mm-hmm. the behavior or the choices or the right. hurts that our spouse has inflicted on us or done to us that we stop pursuing the tr- a transformative relationship with Christ. And when we try to do things differently, try to change our behaviors without first surrendering you know, completely to God, mm-hmm. our motives are always just a little bit <clears throat> off base. You know, yeah. It's always with hoping they'll change first and then I'll mm-hmm. change. But when you come to a place of surrender, it allows God to unearth things that um, the Bible talks about that godly discipline leads to holiness, but nobody enjoys discipline. Like it's not easy. (laughs) Even God knew it wouldn't be easy, but it's um, pain with a purpose. You know, it's leading you to a place of holiness. And I often talk about how, you know, when you, when you're out of shape and you, you know, you know you need to get in shape, but that first workout, you think you're going to die. And it, like, stays with you for two days later. You're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. It's going to be hard at first. But as you continue to exercise, you continue to be become more healthier, Mm -hmm. and you don't fall down as hard. And that's the same principle with surrender. It won't always be this earth-shattering unearthing of like dark places like when you when you allow God to bring his light into those spaces you become healthier and life is still going to continue to happen marriage will continue to be hard but the person you're becoming in the midst of it that's when the extraordinary starts that's when you start living life and go man two years ago I would have totally went off on him for this or two years ago I wouldn't even have seen that this was something that he was struggling with that God allowed me to be there for him. Those are the things that are game changers. And then it starts to overflow outside of your marriage relationship into relationships with your kids if you have kids, maybe broken relationship with uh, parents or friends. And um, it's extraordinary beyond just marriage. It's extraordinary living um, in a life of surrender. You said pain with purpose. That was very Rick Warren. I'm really proud of you for that. <laughs> oh, that's we're, we're, we're praying for a purpose-driven result for this, mer- for this yeah. book. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. 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 So it really is more just about 
you know, not just worrying about changing your marriage, but more about your own relationship with yeah. that. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously there's, there's obviously marriage principles mm-hmm. in there, but I think part of the, the motivation behind the book and one of the reasons why we felt not just like, hey, we should write a book, but there was, it was a, we felt compelled, like there was a calling mm-hmm. on us to write this book because a number of marriage books give formulas or steps or deal with behavior, and all of those things are needed. Right. You know, those, those, those aspects are needed. We, we couldn't write that book be, because we felt like we would just be adding to, um, uh, you know, a, a space that already had, we didn't have anything new to add to that space. So we really wanted to, to take away, um, okay, let's not focus on behavior. Let's talk about the heart and then how our heart affects our behavior. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where the book starts. And it's not that we don't want your, you know, the reader's behavior to change, mm-hmm. but the behavior, we believe that the behavioral modification is an overflow of heart transformation. Yeah. And that's really the, the place that the book hopefully, you know, if, if we're faithful to where the, the journey that God has called us to, to take people on, that, that's where they'll go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what also makes this book unique from other marriage books is just that it gives both of your perspective mm-hmm. and from your own voice, uh, and you don't see that in a lot of other marriage books. And so. It was really cool. Um, I feel like in a, in a very interesting way, we had, we've had so many pastoral couples and other couples who have uh, written books together. Or, or live in the same house while their spouse has written a book of, um, how did you guys, like, did, was that really hard on your marriage to write this book together? Mm-hmm. I felt like um, we got to know each other better and understand each other's hearts more because um, when, you're, when you're in life together, you only have your own perspective sometimes. You know what I mean? Like you have this yeah. myopic view of, of a situation or circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so actually going back and reading Trisha's perspective of certain arguments or certain yeah. uh, situations in life, I, I didn't even know that she had that, that she was feeling that uh-huh. then. And the tension was so high, you know, 12 years ago when we we're going through that situation or whatever, that I wasn't in a place to understand it anyway. And right. so I feel like it, we got to go, know each other's hearts a little bit better from the he said, she said aspect of it, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do today to prevent your marriage from falling back into that ordinary zone? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. Um, Just the more that we, when you choose to live life and surrender, you start living from a place where it's not myopic viewed anymore. It's a panoramic view. Mm -hmm. And you start to see why you're why you're responding the way you are i think there's parts of us that although we know they're broken haven't fully changed um one example is i struggle with fatigue off and on and you know we don't know why and when i get really tired i may become a little quote unquote grouchy i'm sure there's other words (laughs) for it but that's what we'll call it today um under you're understating it but sure (laughs) but i would Simply because I was not feeling good, that's my tendency of how I respond. And I respond that way because I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to be tired. I don't have time to feel this way because I've got kids at home and I've got a husband. And and so it really has nothing to do with anybody doing something against me. But Justin becomes a safe place 
that I feel like I can be grouchy with him, mm-hmm. which there's partial truth in that. It doesn't give me an excuse to be ugly towards him. And so even knowing today that that's the truth about me personally, Justin can step back and he's not looking at it through that myopic, like, dude, why is she being so rude towards me? Mm-hmm. He's able to go, ooh, she's in one of those places. Right. And it was I'll never forget, we were in our bedroom and I was kind of having my own little mm-hmm. moment. And uh, Justin, instead of like arguing with me of mm-hmm. like, you have totally stepped your bounds. You're being really ugly. And of course, I'd be like, bring it, you know, yeah. let, let's do this, you know. And he just left the room, closed the door, and I'm like, you know, talking, talking, talking. Mm. And then I realized he's not there anymore. <laughs> and it was like that two-year-old in the store who's like freaking out yeah. and then nobody's paying attention. And then they just kind of do that deep sigh after a good cry, like, man, no one's watching. Yeah. It was kind of that moment for me. And that would have been a week-long argument without us leaning into the knowledge of living in surrender and living in that view, it's just a small thing. There was no major Mm -hmm. sin in that. There was no epic failure. It was just how God wired me, what my bent is, and how I have to choose to either be godly through it or sin through it, and we all fail. I mean, every day we're going to fail each other. It's how we choose to interact with each other when we do fail, and that... Mm -hmm. Those are the the small things of the daily grind between us, between our children, Mm -hmm. is how we respond. And you have to choose it every day. Like, unfortunately, it's not like a one-time fix, which would be awesome, but it's not. And we don't always get it right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you choose it on a daily basis, it gets easier to choose, Mm -hmm. and you don't find yourself falling back as deep as you did in the past. That's good. That's really good. I think, you know, the biggest challenge um, that we have is, uh, I think Trish actually says this in the book, just because you know something doesn't mean that you actually live it out or that it makes its way from your head to your heart. And so the the extraordinary, quote unquote, you know, path um, that we write about in this book, it's not like we're in this bubble mm-hmm. and extraordinary just follows us around, you yeah, know, because right. we wrote this book. And so there's there's this choice that we have to make to live it out every day, to, mm-hmm. to, to implement some of the principles. And it's, it's really kind of a new season for us because, because of the book and because of the speaking engagements of, uh, you know, of Refine Us and, and some of the things that, are how, that God is starting to bless us with, we're having to go, okay, how do we be the same people mm-hmm. right. that, 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 that got us here given new demands and new expectations and um, new scheduling and, and new, new, new patterns, uh, new stage of life. Our, you know, our oldest son is driving and our middle son is getting ready to go to high school <laughs> next year. And so like all of those things are changing so rapidly. Um, if we stopped doing the things that we write about, right. our marriage would drift to this very same place yeah. of ordinary. And so it's just a, it, 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 you never arrive, just like in your Christian life, you know, you never arrive. And I think that's the, that's the false assumption of marriage, that mm-hmm. you, once you get back from the honeymoon, you've arrived. Mm-hmm. And so most, most couples really, you can live like that for a, a little while, but then eventually it catches up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where the extraordinary comes in, because we love doing life together. I yeah. mean, we really love doing life together because we're okay with how messed up we are. 
-hmm. and we don't hold each other hostage anymore for um, the way that we're wired or the way that we're bent we kind of leave each other up to God and you know there's a responsibility for us to submit to one another and love each other well but even with our kids like we love our kids and they're teenagers I mean we we love them but even in two years, you know, my oldest uh, will go to college. Yeah. That'll change. That'll be hard. And my my relationship with him as his mom is going to change. Mm-hmm. And so life will continue to happen. But the extraordinary comes when you when you choose a life of surrender. Mm-hmm. It sounds really boring and kind of you know that's not sounds fun. It sounds yeah. painful. Mm-hmm. But the pain, my Rick Warren, pain with the purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean. It becomes so much fun, and you you want to choose the extraordinary over and over again because now you can't imagine life without it. That's good. So let me get this straight. You think that I messed up? <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's new. That's, that, that's new information yeah. to me. I don't know why you chose to reveal that on this podcast, but Christy, maybe you can do some counseling for us. Right? <laughs> so, what advice would you each give? specifically for Justin speaking to husbands and Trisha to wives just who find themselves in that situation where you know you you want change in in your marriage and in your own life but you're not really sure like where to start or maybe you know your spouse you know isn't into changing or wanting to work on well I think um, for husbands one of the things that I feel like God's really laid on my heart like recently like the last probably couple weeks specifically is I, I I have the privilege of being around a lot of successful people. Like they're successful in business, or they're successful in ministry, or um, they 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 have successful careers, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of driven people. You know, they're they're driven to succeed. They're driven to hit you know sales quotas or their performance objectives, and and then I so I see I have conversations with these guys, and I see how successful they are at work. Mm-hmm. And then I, the very same conversation is, man, things aren't going so well at home. And so I've seen this correlation between um, a successful business person or a successful you know, pastor or whatever, and they're given a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. to their job that they're simply not willing to give to their marriage. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not that they're trying to be a bad husband, it's just that for whatever reason, their drive to set goals and um, be the husband that that God has called them to be, it all gets ex- ex- it all gets ex- expressed in their career, mm-hmm. and so it's very odd to to talk to people, guys specifically, who know the pathway to success. Right? They're they're knocking it out of the park. They're winning you know trips for their work, and yet they're ha- they have a failing or dissatisfied relationship with their spouse. And it's simply, not simply, but part of the reason is because they're willing to go over and above Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. career Mm -hmm. and they give the minimum at home. And so I think what this book could be, it could be the first step Mm -hmm. into understanding Mm -hmm. the process of how how to give as much to your marriage as you do to your career, how to, how to give as much to your family as you do to the bottom line or your desire to climb the corporate ladder or your desire to be a successful pastor or build a successful church or wherever God has you. And that's, that's kind of my hope is to inspire a new generation 
of guys to invest in the most important earthly relationship that they have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, if I could sit across from, um, you know, someone who has been married, a wife who's been married for four months or been married for um, 40 years, I would want to say to them that no matter if you work full-time, if you're a stay-at-home mom, um, wherever you find yourself, that you have value. That God has called you to lead in your marriage in a very unique and, and special way, and that God isn't calling you to a place of surrender and hope that your husband will lead you to the place of um, spiritual growth that you desire, mm -hmm. but that God is longing for you to choose that for yourself. And I think it's getting harder and harder as a wife to really know what your role is, especially if you're a mom with young kids or you are a mom no matter what age your kids are and you work full time, just always finding that balance of what to give to and what not to give to. And then in the midst of all that, how do you become a good wife and, and have a healthy relationship? And when you, when you choose to give to your marriage relationship first above work and above your kids, God always seems to work out the details for you to be um, good at work or a good stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. when you give to your marriage relationship first. It almost becomes an overflow mm -hmm. um, to be good at all those other things. And I think the second thing is, I think as women, we, in this generation, how we hear all the time of uh, the percentage of affairs, that it's 50%, regardless if you're a Christian or not a Christian, mm -hmm. we are starting to live out of this posture of fear. And when you live out of a posture of fear, your perspective in life changes. You don't see things clearly. Um, you don't want to open yourself to have intimacy, to be fully known, both physically, spiritually, emotionally with your spouse because you're so afraid that you're gonna lose it. So I'll just keep guarded so that just in case he does fail me in that way, I won't have given myself 100% mm -hmm. to him. And that's a miserable way to live. The Bible talks about how that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, that he gives us um, a sound mind. And that sound mind is found through being in God's word and praying because what that allows to happen is the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And when you start leaning into your marriage relationship, into God first, obviously, but into your marriage relationship, trusting the Holy Spirit instead of living under fear, that's when... The extraordinary starts to happen. That's when you know that you feel like the Holy Spirit is prompting you to call your husband at work and say, you know, I just want you to know I prayed for you today. I know you went into mm -hmm. a tough meeting. Um, it's the Holy Spirit that prompts you to, instead of being an enemy with your spouse and going, man, I've got a huge meeting tomorrow too, and I've also got laundry, and I've got, you know, all of these yeah. other things to do. There's no way I'm going to feel bad for him that he has a meeting tomorrow. You know, it's, it, it allows you to be drawn into that intimate relationship where you know the Holy Spirit's prompting you to say something to your husband. And maybe that something is to say, hey, I have, I have a really long day tomorrow, or you know, my two-year-old is sick, he's been sick all week, I haven't talked to an adult in mm. five days, I think I'm gonna lose my mind. You know, would you mind coming home for lunch so I can just go to Starbucks by myself? Or mm -hmm. It's those kind of moments that allow you to have the marriage relationship 
that you dream of, but you live in a place of fear that you can never attain it. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if that made sense. No, that Probably was really good. A, a no. better way to express that. But. Your answer was much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, so what do you hope people will take away from reading your book? I, I, I don't know what you, what you hope. I think my, my greatest hope is that there is hope. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, with God, all things are possible. And I think um, I don't want to. I, I don't want the book to write a check that it doesn't cash. You know what I mean? As far as mm-hmm. making promises that it doesn't keep. I think if you walk, I think that people will walk away with a lot from the book. But I think if you walk away with nothing else, you'll walk away knowing, okay, no matter where we are today, mm-hmm. God can. God can bring the extraordinary to my marriage mm-hmm. I, because what will not only walk you through how not how to do that but choices to make to it to experience that will show you in our own personal life how those choices impacted our marriage and it's not perfect as Trish said mm-hmm. um, it's real and honest and authentic mm-hmm. and I think you walk away going okay I do have hope and and I can't hear some steps that we can take today um, to experience more of the marriage that God has in mind for us. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just, m- our heart's desire is that you would read this book and feel hope-filled. And hope-filled to have a completely new understanding of what you felt like the day that you got married and sharing your vows with each other. Just the um, anticipation in that moment and just such a deep joy that you feel like will never You'll never be able to have that again. And my prayer is that it will redefine your marriage to feel that again. But feel it in such a um, God-ordained, blow-your-mind way Mm -hmm. simply because He's God, not because of us, our story, or even things we talk about, but that you've opened yourself up to believe and trust that God longs for what happened in that moment to continue to happen till the day you meet him. Mm-hmm. Only other addendum that I have to my answer would be, <laughs> well, I just thought about this. You know, what it's going to take, because um, I think Trish and I really want to, we want to turn the tide. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Like 50% of marriages end in divorce, and I just feel, I feel like that that could be changed, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit optimistic or unrealistic, but I think it's going to take people refusing to settle mm-hmm. Right. For the marriage that they have been settling for, and I think this this book hopefully will inspire them to do that. That they'll put down the book and go, okay, I don't have to live right. how I've been living, but I can't continue to do the same things I've been doing mm-hmm. and expect something different. I have to change, yeah. and um, and so that's that's my plus one onto the end of my answer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great way you know, yeah. to wrap it up. Um, and I want to just thank you both for spending time and coming out here to talk with us today and um, there's a lot more that you know, Justin and Trisha share in their book Beyond Ordinary so hopefully everyone will come and check it out when it comes out in January um, and they can also be found online at refineus.org so you can learn more about their ministry. Thank you. Thank you.